I'm sniveling Drew. I'm Nervous Nick. I'm the devil, but really I'm John. And you're listening to the archive. Welcome back, foolish mortals. <laughs> that was the worst. That was great. Can you imagine that on the haunted mansion? <laughs> it's just Welcome me. back, <laughs> foolish mortals. Oh no, nine hundred and ninety-nine happy haunts. They want another one. It could be or you. You could take my way out. Uh, whichever way. Your call. More and more food. <laughs> Uh, it's awesome spooky month surprise it's awesome spooky month surprise yeah. uh, which we do every October and um, yeah. shocktober shock uh, yeah October and it's uh, gonna be every every week every episode that is released in October has a spooky theme to it and uh, yeah we're starting tonight in a little bit yeah with a conversation that I'm calling uh, the Archives Haunted Happy Hour. Ooh, nice. that's very good. Freewheeling discussion about um, some spooky cocktails, haunted bars, uh, and some other stuff that we'll get into. Cool. Uh, in the meantime, before we get started on that, I'm John. Yeah, I'm Drew. And I'm Nick. And you're listening to the hour time. <laughs> no, no. Uh, We're stuck in a loop. <laughs> no, before we get going, uh, do we have any show matters? Do we have anything we need to talk about? It's been a little while since we got together, so there might be any That's things right. we need to discuss. Yeah, we've got, we do have show matters. Um, here's how I'll frame it. Dun, dun. How do you do that sound? Uh, how do you do that dirge? Do the dirge. I don't know it. I could also play it. You may think that that's because it's Awesome Spooky Month, but it's actually because we're killing the archive. Shutting the doors. Shutting. We're burning it to the ground. <laughs> uh this is not a joke this is real it's really happening this will be the final season of the archive uh we're kicking off kicking it off with awesome i mean you may have noticed we weren't uploading mike um and <laughs> and that's that was due to various reasons some some covid related not that any of us got covid but makes that uh, covid yeah extenuating circumstances um uh some of it uh health related but we are now but it, well i should we're back but we are we but decided not for it's, long. <laughs> it, yeah it's not for long we we kind of uh we think we've i'm trying to think of a, a fun metaphor i think we've We've sung our last. We've run out of gas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have come, We have visited every attraction in this park mm-hmm. multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is. Uh, so so yeah. The archive will be ending uh, with this season, uh, likely to run through the end of the year, I believe. Um. That'll be it for the archive. It may not be the last thing that the four of us, and I, that includes Adam, who couldn't make it tonight, um, that we will do together or release together. Although me saying that means I just killed the <laughs> the possibility of us ever doing anything together again. Right? I'm still on board for a barbershop quartet. Okay, good. Okay. Um, but nothing else. But yeah, we may we may create something else and put it into the world. But for now... We're putting the archive to bed. Um, that's the only show matter that I can think of, apart from it being awesome spooky month. What more do you need than that? I think those are good notes. 
Um, Adam isn't here to ask this question, John, so I hope you don't mind if I pose this question. He's the uh, prefatorial poobah. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even say that we're in the prefatorium. Uh, I think we forgot rusty. that we are. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even actually so. cue up the, the answer to the question you're about to ask, so... Are you ready? Uh, yeah. As the prefatorial Goomba, I'd like to ask you, John, do we have any comments? Yes, we do. Wow. Uh, they must be covered in dust and cobwebs. They're pretty old. Uh, I hope I can get to them. All right. My login is not working, so I'm just going to do this. Just uh, wait. This is why we're ending. I'm going to do this. This is why we're ending the archive. <laughs> John can't get in. <laughs> Uh, the only one that I know of, I had, I had looked, I looked into this, um, a little while ago just to see if anybody had commented and we did, uh, get a couple of comments on our episode on, uh, the 1990 movies of 1990 or 1990 retrospectacular. Cool. Um, and I'm glad that I'm, I'm actually glad that we had this opportunity to go over these because there's, there was a great, uh, two, two great comments, uh, that were posted to this. Uh, the first one. Um, comes from Mike Westfall. Mike Westfall. Yeah. Uh, Mike says that the shopping center from Edward Scissorhands is real, and I live near it. He lives near it. Whoa. Um, yeah, he posted a photo of it as it stands today, and um, we'll we'll link to this in the show notes for this episode. Uh, but you'll instantly recognize it if you're familiar with uh, Edward Scissorhands. Um, which, That's as you'll exciting. recall, I think we all uh, agreed was uh, uh, one of the highlights of 1990. Um, we also talked about uh, well, we talked about two two things that were very uh, near and dear to us around that time. One was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and the second oh, yeah. was Christian Slater. And we oh, yeah. speculated that um, it was it was through there was some shenanigans at play that kept Christian Slater out of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because it's oh, just yeah. too too good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, uh we got a comment about that from Venetian Rendezvous. Ooh. Oh. Welcome back Venetian Rendezvous. I'm so excited what to be able Venetian... to relay this comment. I wonder how Venetian Rendezvous will feel about the archive ending. I don't know. I would love to I would love to hear uh uh their thoughts um on the topic of christian slater and his notable absence in the tmntcu <laughs> i present the following wait cu cinematic universe the oh, teenage C- mutant yeah, turtles C- cinematic wow, universe man, i uh, you guys it must have been a long time since we recorded it's been a while we not? haven't talked about this, cus i will i <laughs> That's our next podcast, <laughs> the CUs. Um, I knew you. I knew what you stood for, and I was like, "What's the C for?" Well, since there are no more cinemas, I guess uh, mm. that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, that's a understandable. Um, he says uh, on the topic. I present the following. I'm just going to play this, um, and I think you guys will recognize it uh, by the sound of it. But uh, oh, I'm excited. There he was. There he was. Did you hear him? <laughs> he would bring his kids to see this movie. We loved it. <laughs> that is. <laughs> yeah, I'm more interested in the we love it guy. That's him. That's Christian Slater. Oh, oh I thought he was the. Guy. Wait, wait. I thought he was the guy who said I would bring my kids to this movie ten times. No, that's. Can you play? You want to hear it one more time? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, we love it. so i um completely independent of this comment which i i I swear i did not read this comment until like a month ago uh yeah but independent of this comment um this this spot uh popped up on my twitter feed i think dinosaur dracula matt shared it originally um okay but uh it it is a clip of people 
coming out of the premiere of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or maybe it's like a, a test screening or something, and they're giving testimonials to a camera, and the second right. person to appear on camera is Christian Slater. <laughs> wow. And, and it's and it's not. They don't like. There's no Chiron, right? That no. says Christian Slater. It doesn't. Yeah. None of these people are identified, and like, fr- are the other glance, ones celebrities? Not that I can tell. <laughs> Um, I, I don't recognize anybody else from this spot. But as soon as you see Christian Slater, it's like there's no question that it's him. And he even right. like he he delivers a very like <laughs> Christian Slater uh, intonation. <laughs> we loved it. <laughs> I mean, you can hear Arkansas Is Dave he... Rudabaugh saying that. Yeah. Doesn't he have his arms around a couple people or He's something? He's got some kids with him uh, that I guess are like. Oh, his kids. His, his kids. He brings take them there to the 10 theater. times. Yeah, ten times. Um, I guess they're like siblings, or or uh, yeah, because they they kind of look like him. Um, okay, so Venetian Rendezvous continues. He says, uh, or she says, I remember seeing this sp- TV spot as a kid and wondered how this came to be. Did the TMNT marketing crew just happen upon Christian Slater coming out of a screening and convince him to do a man on the street? Was Slater good friends with TMNT voice actor Corey Feldman and agreed to be in the TV spot as a favor? <laughs> Fortunately, the internet was made widely accessible a few short le- years later, and now we are able to answer some of these questions. A YouTube commenter mentions that The Wizard was released a few months before TMNT, oh. and that perhaps there was a promotional tie-in or an obligation, since the TMNT video game is featured in The Wizard. Anyway, while Christian Slater wait, may not wait. be... Is... I don't remember that being in The Wizard. The, they play the, the, the NES game. <clears throat> I th- and I think they even play it in an arcade setting, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I think they, they play it on, like, a Play Choice 10 okay. or something, it's... which I, I – and I it... never played that game in the arcade. Yeah. I and mean, I played, like, the Ninja it's... Turtles arcade game, but not the, oh, the yeah. Nintendo version in an arcade. So I remember that being it's... kind of a, a weird – Was uh, – with... I don't remember. Was there a scene <laughs> of Fred Savage just cussing over and over again on, in the underwater <laughs> level? Because <laughs> – <laughs> that's the only thing that makes sense to me i think <laughs> that's in the deleted scenes on the dvd okay is is christian slater in the wizard yeah, yeah. he's the, the he's the older brother yeah fred savage's older brother he he's not in it that much is he uh he's he's, he's in a yeah. fair amount for he a and the dad movie. are are following them trying to you know wow yeah. i did not remember that he's in that movie yeah. he uh i think Either he or the dad finds their old Nintendo uh, at oh, one yeah. point. Old, and then yeah, Bo Bridges, the dad, like he he he's up There's all a night. Scene of them, yeah, yeah, they're in their hotel room playing Mario Brothers all night or whatever, like learning what their son is passionate about mm. as they're yeah. trying to find him. <clears throat> uh, wow. Yeah, so uh, anyway, Venetian Rendezvous concludes. While Christian Slater may not be in TMNT canon. This video proves that he is at least TMNT adjacent. Yeah. It's an incredible comment. Great find. As always, Venetian Rendezvous always delivers. Yes. Um, Yeah, we're going to miss you, Venetian Rendezvous. I mean, we're going to miss all of our creepers. Um, No no question about it. We're definitely going to miss Mike, um, and we're going to miss Venetian Rendezvous. And all of you out there who have been commenting. Um, So you still have a chance to be among that elite group um <laughs> if you've never commented or or if you just haven't commented in five months um yeah feel free to creep on over to the archive.com hey. and leave your comment and there. it's never a better time to creep than during awesome spooky month that's right mm-hmm. all right lacking any further uh show matters or comments uh shall we creep into the archive proper yeah. Now I want to tell you a little story about the old demon alcohol. Yes, indeed, my little chickadee. It's a sad and woeful story about a middle class executive. Who enjoyed a life of problems and possessions? 
Heard the pressures at the office and his socialite engagements and his selfish wife's fanatical ambition. It turned him to the booze and he got mixed up with the floozy and she led him to a life of indecision. The floozy made him spend his dough. She left him lying on Skid Row. A drunken lag had some salvation army mission. Here in the archive, um, when it when it comes around, when Awesome Spooky Month comes around in the archive, uh, as we said, we like to tackle spooky, creepy, or um, otherwise um, scary scary things. And um, so we're taking a look at the, the list of topics that we've covered. And uh, there's a lot of uh, movie stuff, um, horror movie related stuff or monsters. Um, and we've done a lot of haunting related things, ghosts and yep. um, aliens, um, murder adjacent stuff. Or um, just murders. Murder, or murders. Yeah, did the murder episode even happen during Awesome Spooky? I don't month? think so. <laughs> I've been wanting to end the archive since. Oh the murder no! <laughs> I'm sorry. This is all my fault. I knew it. I knew it. I didn't know it was that, but I knew it was something I did. That that in the wine episode. <laughs> all right, now I feel better. Okay. Uh, so anyway, I as I was trying to figure out what topic I wanted to do for this episode, uh, I, I just kind of kept like circling around some stuff, and it seemed like it was very uh, well-tread territory, things that we'd, we'd covered uh, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I thought if we were going to do this, make this awesome spooky month count, I wanted to do something that we hadn't really touched upon before. And I'm not actually really sure where this idea came from, but um, I'm going to give credit uh, for it to the Instagram feed for a local restaurant here in St. Louis. This is not Ooh. Eat Me in St. Louis, but um, yeah, this is not Eat Me. In so St. don't Louis. be confused. Good. I'm not Travis. Well, podcast that podcast, as far as we know, is not ending no. anytime soon. But <laughs> as far as we know, Nick did keep yeah, your Nick hopes up. Gave us a little. There's still a chance. <laughs> off <laughs> off air, he gives a little hints and. I don't think he's happy. (laughs) (laughs) Save a little bit of the lighter fluid from torching the hour tonight. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) um, anyway, so there's a a restaurant here called Frazier's and it's been around for, I think, 26 years or so. And they're uh, they're somewhat famous for their cocktail program. I mean, their food is is wonderful, but they have a a very robust cocktail uh, menu. And it's a very uh, uh, somewhat ornamental and theatrical um, presentation that goes hand in hand with it. So the, the the cocktails themselves are very elaborate, but then the presentation is equally elaborate. And they just posted uh, last week, I think, we'll put a, sh- a link to this in the show notes, um, a photo uh, announcing um, that uh, the perfect cocktail for fall, they have uh, called the Who's, Who Goes There. Ooh. And it is... In the in the photo, it is served in a like handheld uh, lantern, oh, with like cool. smoke coming out of it, and and I would I would assume that this was just like a stage shot, like this is not part of the actual presentation, except that yeah. the last time Chelsea and I were there, she ordered something. I think it was called um, "Suns Out, Guns Out." And it was served in a pool floaty in the shape of a unicorn. Like they they <laughs> brought this giant inflatable unicorn to with, to the table with actual guns. They go all the way. <laughs> <laughs> two two Uzis. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, so I saw that, and 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 I'm gonna assume that that's what triggered this idea about um, getting together and talking about spooky themed drinks. And uh, the haunted history of the beverage uh, industry. Nice. Um, so um, I believe uh, at least a few of us we have some cocktails yeah. with us mm-hmm. at the happy hour. Um, I. <laughs> oh, I see everybody. Whoa, Nick's. Yes, nice, very uh, nice. And and we all did a different one, I think. Yeah. 
All right, Drew, what what are you drinking? <laughs> I made, I think it's called Black Blackbeard, a black Blackbeard's Ghost. Is that what it was called? Uh, yes. The first one. On... Yeah. yeah, it's it's delicious. It's very very good. I didn't have a tiny pirate flag to add mm. to the, uh, you know, to the to the glass, but I think I got everything else. On there. Does anyone have the ingredients for that in front of you? Uh, yeah. I could. I can. Oh yeah. I go got ahead. them right here. Um, so that's orange juice, uh, lemon juice, falernum, apricot brandy, um, demerara rum, or you can substitute uh, Jamaican dark rum, uh, light rum, and Angostura bitters. I didn't have demerara or Jamaican, so I just it's regular dark rum. Did yeah. you have falernum? I didn't have it, but we purchased it oh. specifically so I could make this drink. Oh. What? Um, but it also appears in lots of different, like tiki drinks and cocktails. Ah. So that would be a good we'll investment be able to use it. Yeah. Uh, Nick, what What's... are you drinking? Uh, well, I forgot that we were recording tonight, so I was <laughs> ill prepared. Uh, so I created my own concoction, <clears throat> and. Uh, if you would like to write down the recipe, I'll give you a moment to get your pen and paper. Oh, uh, it's vodka and lemonade. <laughs> 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 and a lot of green food coloring. Oh, it looks fantastic. And I, I'm not done. Oh. And a green bendy straw. And then mm-hmm. two, You. this is the most important thing, is you have to have two different umbrellas and i i got a yellow one and a blue one so and of course you were you to combine those two they would become green thus sort of matching the rest of the color scheme that is absolutely right drew it is an optical color blend creating (laughs) and i call it the uh green ghoulie Oh. It's, oh, wow. That's a fantastic name. Oh, also, I made it's it your... in my toilet, which is why it's called the <laughs> Green Ghoulie. Nice. It's it's your classic optical blend situation. Mm-hmm. Classic. John, what about um, you? So I made something called Sleepy Hollow. Uh, and this is made with uh, absinthe, mezcal, allspice dram, and Angostura bitters. And a little rosemary on top that you uh, light and get it smoking. And I guess the idea mm. behind this is that it's supposed to the the smokiness of the mezcal and the the smoking rosemary is supposed to like uh, uh, somehow tie into like the flaming pumpkin that gets thrown at Ichabod Crane in mm. um, okay yeah in the Sleepy Hollow. But um, yeah, anyway, it's it's very good. It's 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 very tasty, very strong. Um, yeah, I don't know. We can, I, I put together a bunch of recipes for, um, creepy themed cocktails and I can include those in the show notes maybe in case anyone at home wants to make these or other ones. Um, but there are a lot of them out there. And, um, when I, when I started to think about this, like the, the first thing that came to mind was like, well, there every year, I feel like there's a, a, a grocery store checkout aisle magazine that's just like. (laughs) Halloween, like <laughs> spooky shit you can do with Twinkies and um, <laughs> like the. <laughs> and that's the actual headline. <laughs> that's the title of the magazine. <laughs> um, and they always include like some kind of punch recipe um, or, or these like very, um, very colorful uh, Halloween themed cocktails. Um, and so I, I tried to like find a few of those that would be uh, good representations of that type of thing. But then I also, I just sort of uh, theorized that like um, if I researched a lot of the origins of like popular long, long running cocktails, I would find out that there's some like sinister um, origin story behind Mm -hmm. a lot of them. It turns out there's not. Um, I was absolutely (laughs) wrong about that. (laughs) There's really nothing at all creepy about the origins of most uh, popular uh, beverages. Um, but I did find um, there are there are a few classic cocktails that have some crossover into this space, like the Corpse Reviver. I think that dates back to like the 20s. Um, 
the zombie is a classic uh, tiki drink that goes back to 1930, 34 or something like that. So a few of these have been around for, for quite some time. Um, Wait, the zombie goes back to 34? Yes, that was uh, that was a creation originally of Don the Beachcomber, who was kind of the the father of the tiki oh. scene. Huh. So yeah, I, I in the course of looking into some of these uh, original recipes um, and um, trying to trying to dig up the stories behind them, um, I like I said, I didn't find many notorious roots of the cocktails themselves, but I guess. Um, you know, drinking um, and distilled spirits in particular have been like part of um, American culture for a long time. And uh, so have ghost stories. So I think it it's not surprising that there has been uh, some overlap in history of those elements coming together. I mean, it's right there yeah. in the name spirits, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. Thank you, yeah. Nick. Yes. <laughs> Nick. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> um, so I, uh, in in the course of researching this, I, I started to find a lot of references to like haunted bars. So the cocktail recipes themselves are not necessarily rooted in um, in ghost stories or death or anything, but. Um, because people have been drinking so long in America, um, the the country is just littered with allegedly haunted uh, drinking spaces, including spaces, including the oldest uh, or what is what is called. <laughs> oh, man, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I, that was one thing oh, wow. I was going to bring up. Um, yeah, that might have actually been what yes. what kicked this off. Is because what? Applebee's recently announced <laughs> their Halloween cocktails for the year. <laughs> Let me see if I can bring Oh, up. wow. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. I really wish you had started with the inspiration of this was Applebee's. <laughs> um, yeah, Applebee's for the last couple years has done these um, these specialty drinks around October. Um and I, maybe it was just for like the last two years, but I remember last year they had one that came with like a a pair of uh, purple uh, vampire teeth, like the plastic vampire fangs Whoa. on top of them. And uh, let me see if I can find the ones that they're serving you, up now. When you say on top of them, I'm hoping that it like fits around the edge of the glass, so you have to like drink out of the fangs, you know? Oh man, that. I, in the pictures that I remember, they just like sit them on top, but uh, I could see them like kind of hooking them on the side. Yeah. Yeah. You should have to wear them while you drink. It. Yeah. 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 And everyone's uh, just spilling it all over themselves, trying to <laughs> drink through these <laughs> fake plastic teeth. <laughs> um, let me see. Well, so, so the, the two that they've announced for 2020 um, are the tipsy zombie and Dracula's blood. Oh, and the other thing about these is that they always they they're they're massive drinks and they price them at like five dollars, which is insane for um, a cocktail of of that size. Um, so right. I guess they're they're kind of hoping that like you'll come in, you'll you'll have a couple five dollar uh, Dracula bloods and buy eighty eight chicken wings or something. A bunch of apps, yeah. <laughs> eighty eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I can't see. Let's see. Um, the Tipsy Zombie uh, is a bright blue, and uh, it features Bacardi rum, Midori, um, which is a green liqueur, um, and it's topped with a gummy brain. And then the um, <clears throat> Dracula's... Oh, wait. I thought it was Dracula's blood, but it's actually called Dracula's Juice. It's <laughs> <laughs> even better. Dracula's even juice better. is a uh it's part margarita and part daiquiri. So it's a frozen red frozen drink that includes Patron uh tequila, Bacardi and uh wildberry and margarita mix. I hope the ad now, has a I want to drink your juice <laughs> thing in it. <laughs> did you John, did you say what 
what they call these in general, these drinks? Um, well, I have an ad right here that calls them sp- spooky sips. Yes. The $5 spooky sips. The, it's a giant drink a... that they call a spooky sip. <laughs> <laughs> Dracula's juice. <laughs> Uh, let me just see if I can find the. Uh... That is the the lowest effort made. <laughs> <laughs> it's even worse than Dracula's blood. Um, it's like, well, this would be like juice that Dracula. Drinks. Just yeah, just, just write Dracula's juice on the board. We'll come back to that later. Let's table it. We'll come up with something good. <laughs> right. All right. The meeting's over. Shit. <laughs> Um, okay, so last year what they had it was called um, the one dollar vampire, <laughs> and it was indeed <laughs> one dollar, <Wow. laughs> and it was this like purple thing that served in a, a stein, like a glass stein, um, and it has a cherry and the plastic vampire teeth on top. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put some links to some of this stuff in the in the show notes. I've I've not had any of these, but uh, I do recall reading some reviews of the 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 one dollar vampire last year, and and people seem to think it was worth a dollar. You know, I sure, sure. yeah. <laughs> Man, I I just out of curiosity, I googled TGI Fridays Halloween drinks, but they don't have anything. Oh. How about Ruby Chili's? Tuesdays is no longer in business. So I, guess <laughs> I <we're>... know. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I was talking about uh, bars and how uh, there's a, a long line of allegedly haunted uh, bars. And it actually goes back to the very the oldest bar um, or what is what is alleged to be the oldest bar uh, in the United States. It, it wasn't. It wasn't always a bar. Like I think it started as a bar and a lodging house, and then it's been a bunch of stuff uh, since then. But um, it's called the White Horse Tavern uh, in Newport, Rhode Island, and uh, it was opened in 1673. Um, and I guess uh, it's it's allegedly haunted by numerous spirits, uh, all of them of like. 17th or 18th century um appearance um <laughs> vintage yeah yeah uh including uh, an elderly gentleman who died while renting a room upstairs uh in the early days he died while renting yeah he <laughs> i'd like, I'd like room. Room. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, a small girl who's often heard crying on the second floor near the restrooms I, I hope that guy, his haunting is just at the front desk, and he just keeps coming up <laughs> trying. He he's doomed to live on this earth until he can rent a room. Until and he, he just, gets the room, yeah, yeah. He just yes. keeps hitting that bell on the <laughs> on the check in counter. Yeah. Mm. Um. Uh, there, a lot, a lot of these, uh, and and there, there are tons of lists out there that have like uh, the the ten most haunted bars in America. Uh, but one one thing that I thought was an interesting um, and uh, consistency between them is that uh, a lot of them, a lot of the bartenders have a practice of um, pouring out a, a, a drink for the ghosts or for whatever oh. ghost is alleged to, to haunt the place at the beginning of every shift or, you know, at the right. beginning of the night. Um, and uh, as a, I guess, a, a gesture of, of trying to make peace and in the hopes that, you know, nothing bad will happen. And a lot of them, they tend to like, uh, the stories fall into kind of two, two sides. There's uh, the story of like uh, ghostly sightings where people will see or hear um, evidence of some kind of spirit um, in, in the place. Or there is the more like kind of poltergeisty side of things where, stuff will disappear and reappear in a different place. Um, or uh, there was one place I was reading about that uh, for for the first couple years that it was a bar, they just couldn't explain. Like, bottles would just, like, fly off the shelves behind the bar. Um, or just but, 
bottle's just disappearing, and it's definitely not the bartender. He's <laughs> 100% sure it's an apparition. <laughs> yeah, I wonder like how many of these uh, stories are just uh, covers yeah. for people who just wanted to like keep taking home bottles. <laughs> oh, shit. I just dropped like 12 bottles. What am I going to do? <laughs> it was a ghost. Uh but there is there's one story that I found that I thought was uh, pretty intriguing. Um, it doesn't really have anything to do with like the 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 bar side of things, uh, but it's this place in Chicago called uh, Simon's Tavern. It's in Andersonville. It's a spooky name. Very spooky. It is. It's been there for like eighty plus years, um, and it's the. The the whole the the reveal of this story is uh, is so great. Like it 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 would work very well as a movie or like a, mm. a an episode of a, a sitcom that's set like at a, Halloween or something. Yeah, like a Saved by the Bell episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it there there's a mural in the basement of this bar, which was a speakeasy at one time, and uh, the mural depicts. Uh, a a group of uh hunters primarily uh swedish hunters i uh-huh. guess these were like um swedish immigrants who moved into the area and um they lived in chicago and they they collectively purchased a bunch of land to go hunting in michigan and so every year they would go on these hunting trips and then they would um uh on the night on the, the the last night of the trip on their way back into Chicago, they would all stop at this uh, Simon's Tavern. And so at some point, uh, somebody commissioned this uh, mural, This or this guy came forward and said, like, hey, I'm going to paint this mural. It was, a, it was a photograph, a photograph of all the people in this group. And he said, I'm going to paint this on the, the wall. And it took him, like, six years to finish. Um, and so he, he does it. And then um, the lore, the, the current owner says that the lore that he heard when he was growing up in the neighborhood is that um, there was the, the guy who drew the mural drew this. Uh, everybody's looking forward except for this one dude. Oh. He's looking to the side. That's creepy. Right? Um, I don't like it. I don't like that. And so that guy had... Um, the the artist at that guy's request had cut out that person's head and repainted that space to to have him facing forward. So that's that's the story behind. It. If you look at the mural, there's like a spot there where you can see that it's been clearly touched up from the original work. And so that was the story behind that that the the guy that owns the bar was told. And he says that uh you know that he'd heard that for decades and then one day he's in the basement and he finds this old projector and some film. Oh, no. And he starts running through the uh, th- running the film through the projector, and it's uh, the film is just the camera panning the mural, and Ooh. he gets across it no, and he no, sees no. this woman who's not supposed to be there. A woman. Like in, the woman is not in the mural, the finished what? mural, but he sees her in the mural in the film. And he says he like he didn't know how to work the projector. Like he he like he like like rolls it back to the to the spot, and and he just like tries to freeze it there so he can look at it a little bit more. Which of course has the the bulb is like shining through it, so it starts to burn up as he's like looking at it. Like you know he's he's like looking intently at the the woman's face, yeah. and then it starts to burn up in front of his his face. So he 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 saves it, but it's been damaged now. So he doesn't have like a it's not a very clear look at the woman. And so he starts like asking around and trying to figure out like what what was the deal with this woman and like nobody none of the old timers that frequent the bar want to talk about her and uh he finally um he finally gets this guy who who'd been a longtime patron um and he thinks that the reason that the guy finally broke his silence is because someone in question in the in the the story that he relays was about to pass away. And he says, okay, the guy, the patron says, don't ever tell anyone until uh, Roy, the the original owner's son, passes away because okay. it would be bad for the family. They've always thought it would be bad for the family. And he, the guy says, according to the, the, the story, 
the the son, the son of the bar owner, took up a relationship with a married woman. This is back in the 60s. Um, after a night, they were out partying together. Um, they got into a car accident, and the woman died. Um, so the family of the woman, including her husband, uh, found out about it, found out that the, the bar owner's son was implicated, and they decided, we're going to kill him. We're just going to um, go after this guy and avenge her death. So the owner R- and the son. Remind me, sorry, remind me what okay. year? What year is this? Uh, this is early '60s. Ni- the 1960s. 1960s, okay. yeah. Uh, so the the uh, Simon family they own a whole bunch of bars. They sell off all of the other bars, and to to gather money, and they go to the family and they're like, "We're so sorry. Here's all of this money. We have sold all of our bars." please accept this as like our um, compensation for, for what our, my son did to your, your uh, wife or daughter or whatever. Um, whatever. And they accept like the, the family accepts. Okay. So they, they're no longer the, the son is no longer being threatened or anything. Uh, but they decide uh, this part's not clear. Somehow the, the, the decision is made to, cut that woman out of the mural and replace right. her with the man. And then they, they create this cover story. Oh, yeah. So depicted in that mural is the son, Roy. And uh, starting sometime in the 70s, after, um, after he took over the bar, uh, this is the son, like the, the original owner, the, the father, he passes away or he retires and the son Roy uh, takes over the bar. Once that happens, people start to notice his head on the mural starts to peel away and they keep like trying to like stick it to it. Nobody knows what's going on. Like it's just like nobody cut it or anything. But for some reason, his head is like keeps trying to peel away from the, from the mural. And there's a there's a great like photo of it in this one article that I'll put in the the show notes of it, and it, it like to me it looks like it's a perfect cut like somebody came down there with an exacto and whatever. <laughs> there's there's but, a there's a knife in the shot. <laughs> uh, but it's it it's a creepy story. It's a great yeah, story. yeah that's great yeah and creepy man that creeped me out. Lots of good elements there like the. The looking to this, even even though that wasn't the case allegedly, the looking to the side, that creeps me out for some reason. Oh, definitely. Um, the uh, they're Swedish. That noise Nick's chair made <laughs> creeped me out. <laughs> um, the uh, so the the bartender who found out about the story. He he learned all this. This is since Roy died, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I guess he like he grew up in the neighborhood, so he he knew he knew some lore about the mural. Like he yeah. he knew a story about it. Um, and then once he took over, he he found the film, saw the woman, and then tried to get down to the to the bottom of it. So I guess, and he's been there for a while. Um, I don't is, know how long, but. Is the footage of the mural any uh, available to be seen? I don't know. I haven't looked uh, for it uh, too extensively, but I will. Uh, I assume there's a photo. Around. Yeah. Well, there's a photo. There, uh, there aren't any photos of the women from what I from the woman from what I can right. tell. Um, but of the but mural, there, there is a itself. photo of the mural. Yeah. There's actually there's a video. Um, there is a video from Chicago bucket list that I'll Ooh. put in the, um, I'll put in the show notes that Chicago has the current bucket owner list. kind of showing the, the mural. It's huge. It's, it's, it's an enormous mural. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of history, um, surrounding this. There are some great stories. Like I said, I'll put some links to these, uh, in the show notes. And uh, my, my favorite stories, um, uh, along these lines are like, uh, when they get like really specific about who's haunting the place. Like there's this one bar in new Orleans that claims that um, it's haunted by the ghost of um, Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, but uh, all of this like reminded me, I, c- I couldn't believe that I, it didn't even occur to me as I was going through this, uh, that in St. Louis, we have like this notoriously haunted uh, house mm, and it's mansion. directly tied to the, to the beverage industry. Yeah. Um, the right. Limp mansion. Yeah. The limp brewery. Yeah. And I don't know if I, we've talked about this too much. I, I feel like we have mentioned that family before in a, in a previous episode, but I, I feel like I've told the story of how I got too scared and left limp mansion. I think you should relay that story again. Should I relay it? Yeah. Um, this was many years ago. Uh, as I remember it, a friend of mine had a birthday party at limp mansion. Um, and, and I think, John, you'd already said Limb Mansion is reputedly haunted by several members of the Limp family who died in different fashions, both grisly and mundane, but that they, you know, several of them haunt the, the premises. And so you can go there and, and have dinner. You can stay there, I think, right? You can uh, Yeah, stay it's like a bed and breakfast. Bed and breakfast. And then they do tours haunted tours as well so my friend had his birthday party there and the plan was to have dinner and then go on the tour and initially i was like okay i'm gonna do it even though i was already freaked out by this proposition because uh i just get really easily scared um so we do the dinner and we're we're talking about the upcoming tour and i'm just like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna stick with this and then we finish dinner and they kind of shuttle, shuttle us all into this um, waiting area. It's basically the gift shop, actually. Um, and they have a several rows of chairs, folding chairs set up as a little theater style. So we all sit down and it's us and a few other people, you know, not part of our sort of birthday party party. And then this woman comes in and she's going to be our tour guide. She starts telling us about the history of the mansion and then her connection, you know, well, she's, she herself is sort of a medium. Um, you know, she connects with spirits all the time. And, um, what ended up scaring me the most was her utter conviction that this was all real and true. I, cause I, and this, this will seem contradictory, but I do not believe in any of this stuff. I don't believe in ghosts or hauntings or anything. But, but somewhere in the I, back of your head. You... But, well, just my imagination can still yeah. run wild. You know, it still scares the life out of me to consider that kind of thing. So she starts telling stories about her own encounters with spirits, and it's a very it, I mean, it's disturbing in the way that she seems like a crazy person to me. <laughs> um, and, and like, <laughs> she even, like, tried to let one of the spirits inhabit her uh, to talk to us, which he wouldn't, and, but he did come into the room, this is what she claims, and and kept pushing her. <laughs> so she'd be standing there with her hands up and eyes closed, and she's sort of like she's trying to talk to the person and she'd kind of like, you know, uh, move back. Like, like she'd been, yeah. Like she'd been shoved and she'd go, Oh, don't push me. Don't push me. <laughs> <laughs> and and now, it? you know, I tell you this story. It's very funny, <laughs> funny to me, but in the moment I'm like, she's insane. Um, were you more scared of her or the ghost? Yeah. This is what I'm saying. She yeah. was, she was more terrifying to me. And then, and, and also, when the ghosts were pushing her, was she like pushed into other people's purses or personal belongings <laughs> or anything yeah, like that? Kept, yeah, her hand kept going inside of wallets and yeah. <laughs> Stop pushing me. Um, <laughs> but um, as she sort of wrapped up, I she's like, "Are there any questions?" And I raised my hand and I said, uh, "I don't want to Can do I the go? tour." Yeah, <laughs> and she goes that's not a question she goes oh you don't and i said no i think i'm i'm not gonna go on the tour and 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 she said oh and like she seemed very upset that i was not gonna do the tour <laughs> and, and she's like oh okay and she and, and also acted 
like this had never happened. Mm. Um, that no one has ever, you know, opted out of it. But then she <laughs> and, and did she call you a wuss? Yeah, she said no. <laughs> You're no, a big scaredy little... cat. <laughs> she did said, she ask for your wallet? Just point blank. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's cut she to the chase. Only... Give me your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> only little wussy boys ever don't go on this tour. Um, no, she did. Then she asked, "Does anybody else want to not go?" And this one woman said, "Well." we can leave the tour at any time. Right. And, and the guide got the most serious look on her face and just looked at her and said, no, you once we're, we will be the only ones in the house. The staff, they lock up when we, when they leave. So if, if you need to leave, I have to walk you down to the front door and I can't leave the rest of the group alone. And I was, and I, and, and and it, it was all just like, I was like, yeah, I'm not going on this tour. There's yeah. no way I'm going to be trapped with this woman in this house. Doors locked. And so I beat feet out of there, you know, immediately. And sure enough, like the staff was pretty much all gone. Like there were only a few people left cleaning up. So I was, ha- I do not regret leaving at all. No interest in, in, you know, conquering that fear of mine. So, right. I've 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 been there a couple of times, but it's always been um, like either during the day or on a pretty busy evening. So it it's it's, you know, bustling in there. And I think that that makes a huge difference in whether or not you are affected by that. You know, like I've I've read stories about the the family and um, I kind of know the history and it's it's a very tragic story as drew kind of alluded to it. There are the, 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 the tragic parts of it, I guess, are that um, the multiple members of the family were driven to suicide um, and took their lives in the house. The, the creepier side of it and the, the part that's like kind of feels almost too sensational to really be true. Um, But I think it's part of why the house is so notorious is because one of the, the son, I don't know if he was the son of the original founder of the brewery or if he was the grandson, but uh, I think it was the grandson. It was like William William Lemp II was uh, sort of a notorious womanizer, and he uh, fathered a child uh, with a woman who was not his wife, and the kid allegedly had like Down syndrome, and so because because of that and because it was you know out of wedlock at the time um the kid was uh basically forced to live in the attic of the mansion spent right. spent his entire life in the the attic of the mansion and that's one of the most haunted rooms in the the place uh according to the story um and, and it you know it makes sense and like the, the if you go on the tour they will show you the the little closet that he liked to play in and you can like, you can walk in there and it is every, everything you expect it to be. It is just like, you know, clapboards lining the walls and, and there's, there's like no lights in there. Uh, but the, it, you know, it has all the makings for a really, a really spooky setting. Mm-hmm. If you know the stories and if you are there, at the right time. If you're there like at seven o'clock on a Saturday night, it's just a restaurant. It's right. just a very bustling yeah. restaurant. I've seen dinner um, theater there. Oh yeah. Yeah. They do dinner theater yeah, too. We did yeah. that. Um, and a portion I, of it, the portion of the building collapsed this year. Oh yeah. Or the, brewery. Oh yeah. A portion of the brewery. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that in and of itself is kind of a, a spooky uh, place the brewery compound. So the mansion is like a, a block and a half away from the brewery. And, uh, that brewery is, it's a lot of large, tall brick buildings kind of surrounding almost in like a pentagram shape. Oh man. Or a pentag- Pentagon, <laughs> not pentagram. <laughs> yes. That's the secret. It's been yeah. there plain as but day. But if you all connect the, the dots between them, you get the pentagram. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like the, they're they're very like towering brick structures and and very imposing when you're looking at them. 
uh, and there are, and there are caverns beneath the the facility uh and in fact the the one of the caves uh goes it it connects to the mansion mm-hmm. um and at one time you could the well you can't do it anymore but at one time you could go into the basement of the mansion through right. what the and the staff they like they call it the gates to hell um now i don't think they did when it was an operating uh, brewery but <laughs> you could go through there and it would take you through the tunnels to the to the lagering cellars and stuff under the brewery no uh, thanks <laughs> so i've been through a haunted house there like a haunted attraction oh, right. at the that the brewery but and they you take an a, a, like a freight elevator down into the um caves but then you immediately walk out of there. Like you don't, you don't spend any time in the caves. You just barely see them. And they say it takes place in the caves. Yeah. It's too spooky to go in there. Or maybe it's like a um, health hazard. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's my guess. It's probably not safe. So I, I have a story that relates to Lemp and also to Simon's tavern that you were talking about. Um, hmm. I might've told it before, so I'm going to do the quick version, but couple of friends of mine from like 10 years ago um stayed there and one of them was a photographer and she just took hundreds of pictures throughout the night you know and uh later she sent us a few of the pictures and um there's there was a painting in the room that they were staying in and it's just like you were talking about where it was just like one shot of the painting had somebody's expression that was like a smile and another shot of it it was a sinister looking thing whoa yeah um drew is freaked out right now i don't like it (laughs) and is that on instagram uh no this was like 10 years ago so um what and i i um and since then they've been uh brutally killed so i i yeah (laughs) but (laughs) unrelated (laughs) Uh, unrelated but um but i i will say that like like i said she's a photographer uh her husband was a graphic designer before he was mutilated and um (laughs) they have the capability of of manipulating photographs and but even though i know that when i talk to them about it i genuinely believe them that uh, they did not mess with them the, the, with the photographs, and I, if anything, I as a skeptic, I chalk it up to just like, like I said, she just took tons of pictures, and they weren't right. like crisp pictures. They were a little. There's a little bit of movement in the camera, and so maybe it was like oh, okay. the yeah. thickness of the paint and stuff like that. But it, they they were distinctly different, and it it was one of the creepier things. You so. gotta see if you can get your hands on these photos for for the show. <sighs> I would, but um, but they're dead. Their entire family was burned in a fire, and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and they found that painting at the in the remnants of the fire. Yes, <laughs> that is creepy. Yeah, yeah. It's probably better if you don't find them because then it won't be creepy anymore. Yeah, the photos. A photo of a painting. That's a creepy concept in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. How many times are you going to capture that? You know, they say to take a photo is to steal a person's soul. Yeah. <laughs> and and to paint someone is to <laughs> just kind of like borrow it. Borrow it. Yeah. But <laughs> so you're, it's you're like. Two but tenths then, of a soul. Right. right? To redraw yeah. a photo of a painting yeah, of exactly. someone. <laughs> um, well, that that is a, a suitably creepy note, I think, to to close out on. Yeah. Um, my drink is running dry, so I think happy hour is ending. Yeah, mine's um, out. But uh, that was fun. Thank you guys for mm-hmm. joining me for that. Yeah. And uh we've got some some more spooky stuff coming up this month. In yeah. fact, every week. And more spooky honestly real spooky stuff towards the end of this year when we broad broad broadcast 
the grisly death of the archive. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned. Yeah, it's something to look forward to. I mean, 2020 really hasn't hasn't offered a whole lot of uh, exactly of trauma. So there's some. Yeah, we need some more. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, I'm gonna uh, pour this one out, and uh, uh, what do we say? What do we do? Oh, yeah, yeah, put it in the archive. Yeah, pour it in the archive. <laughs> <laughs>